This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, a new local organisation, the Starfish Collective, aims to help refugees find safety and a new life here in New Zealand. Joining us on the line to talk a little bit more about that now is one of the collective members, Kirstine McLean-Nop. Kirstine, uh, Maureen, good to have you with us. Maureen, Chief. Um, Kirstine, take us back to the formation of this collective. Tell us uh, why and how you got together. Um, well, we had heard that um, New Zealand was planning to set up a um, community sponsorship program for refugees, which in fact is modelled on um, a similar program in Canada. Um, and that that meant that any group of um, ordinary citizens could form uh, a group <coughs> and choose, um, choose or not choose, you can have them chosen for you, uh, families to sponsor to come to New Zealand. So you're talking about the community organisation Refugee Sponsorship or the CAUSE pilot. Yes, um, tell us yes. a little bit more about what that makes uh, available to you. Um, so basically you have to become, in New Zealand, you have to become a registered charity. As I understand, I think in Canada it just had to be three individuals and they had to have a certain amount of money. Um, here we have to be a registered charity um, and then you have to set up like housing for the family that you're sponsoring um, and furnish the house, pay the bond for the rent um, until they're in the country and set up to, to pay themselves. Okay. Um, the community sponsorship program is 50 people above our refugee quota. Um, and you may know our refugee quota is about um, 1,500 people per year. So this is 50 people above that. Okay, so Kirstine, how did you find yourself involved uh, in this particular issue and how did you connect with uh, the others in the Starfish Collective? Well, um, I spent years in Asia working. I had five years in Japan and three years in Vietnam. And my Vietnam experience in particular, um, I met people who were former refugees and heard about the whole war and refugee experience. Um, so then in 2017, when I was back here and I had a chance to volunteer for Red Cross, I did that and got involved with um, a family who are now here in Dunedin. Um, and through them, um, just by social media, started talking to others who were saying about their situations. And unfortunately, of course, with um, COVID and everything else that's been going on in the world, a lot of those situations which were already desperate have gotten worse. Um, and people saying that they just wanted to get out if they could. Um, and that can be quite overwhelming because um, apparently, well, according to statistics, only uh, 0.1%, so 99.9% of those who are refugees don't end up settled in another country. Um, so you can be overwhelmed by those figures and think, well, you know, what can what can we do to help? Um, but... Uh, some friends and I started taking the attitude of the starfish story. And I don't know if you've heard of the starfish story. No, tell us. Um, basically, a little boy was walking along the beach and he saw all these starfish that were washed up on the beach um, and they were dying. They couldn't get back to the water and there were thousands and thousands of them. And he saw an old man further down the beach and the old man was picking up the starfish one by one and throwing them back into the water. And the little boy went up to the old man and said, why are you bothering to do that? There's thousands of them. You can't possibly help them all. 
And the old man bent down and picked up another starfish and threw it into the water and said, well, I helped that one. Mm. So that's our, our attitude that, you know, every man, woman and child that we can get out of the negative situation, um, we're prepared to do that. And the other two members, uh, Sarah Stoff, who was, um, her daughter was in my son's class at school and we sort of became friends through through school and um, then got involved in these things. And Ahlam Safa, who's um, a lovely lady who's a former refugee from Syria and she now lives in Brookville. Lovely story uh, and a, a nice motivation. Tell us, though, what progress you've been able to make so far and what connections you've made with families. Um, so we have a number of families and I think <clears throat> as people have found out about the Starfish Collective, some people have gotten in touch with us. Um, we've got about three of them that are connected to people here in Dunedin, um, but then most of the others have no connection with New Zealand. Um, and I think on a world scale, you know, if, if looking from the point of view of people outside, you know, we may have our problems here, but I think things still look pretty brim and good on a world scale. Um, and people think, well, I wouldn't mind going to that place. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, We've got, ended up getting in touch with these individual families. We Most of them are in Lebanon. We wanted to help families in Turkey. There are actually three families in Turkey. Um, and through our organisation, we actually raised money for a friend of mine who's here in Dunedin for her brother to escape from where there was heavy bombing in Syria and go across the border into Turkey. And so he's now there with his family. He's got three kids and his wife. But um, unfortunately, as we discovered later, it's virtually impossible for a refugee once they're in Turkey to leave Turkey. So we're going to have to put helping um, those in Turkey on hold at the moment. But we do want people to be aware of, of the situation in Turkey because it's not nice for those who are um, stuck there. <laughs> Gosh, Irish, it's at times like that that you have to remember the... Th- the the starfish story, isn't it? There's uh, yeah. there's only so much you can do in uh, what seems like uh, possibly quite an overwhelming task at times. Um, yeah. So, what is the process, and what can you do? Um, so, the minimum financial requirement is to show that you have five thousand dollars, which is what they regard, what our government regards as the minimum amount that you would need to, you know, secure a rental property that's going to be affordable to the family when they arrive um, and to secure, you know, basic household items like a fridge and a washing machine and um, so on, um, bedding, yeah, just anything you'd need for a basic setup. Um, and then you have to become a registered charity. Um, and so we've done that. Um, and so we've been doing some fundraising also to... To get them. We also have a private anonymous sponsor who is supporting us, which is really fantastic, but that person wished to remain anonymous. Um, so initially you need to reach financial targets to be able to make the process happen for the first of the families that you'd like to help? Yes, and there are also criteria that have to be met um, for our, our government. Um, and... At the moment, as it's only 50 people a year, um, and that is for this year, next year, and the year after, they're looking at seeing how successful the program is 
and then after that, um, possibly increasing that number. But um, they've made the criteria that um, they have to be under 45 years of age. Um, they prefer it if they have some knowledge of the English language. And some of these things we don't necessarily agree with because we've seen people come here with no language and just pick it up. But um, the, these are the criteria. Mm. Um, and they have to have either a tertiary qualification or have three years' experience working in their field, whatever that may be. And among the families that you're currently connected with, uh, have you families that can tick those boxes? Yes, we do. Right. So now it's the fundraising part of it, is it? Or where are you at with the process? Yep. So we're at the fundraising um, part of it. We've just done a big, did a Halloween party thing at my house where we called it the Halloween Night Market. So we actually had a market in our house, but the house was all decorated for Halloween. Um, so we raised some money from that. Uh, prior to that, we did another fair at Knox Church. Um, so the fundraising has been going quite well, um, but we do need to submit the profiles to the government um, at some point soon. Um, we'll probably just keep fundraising because we don't know... You know, of the families that we submit, we don't know how many will be selected. So probably the better off we are financially, you know, the better for everybody yeah. involved. Well, I guess it's eyes on the prize, isn't it? You'll be looking forward to that day a little bit further down the track where you welcome the first of the families that you've had a direct relationship with. Right now, Kirstine, how can people help with your mission? Um, they can donate. We've actually got a Give a Little Fund which is called Help a Refugee Family Settle in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, people can donate things that might be useful for the family, like even things like cutlery and pots and pans, all the things you take for granted, but will need if you arrive in a new country with nothing. Um, and eventually, when depending how many families we successfully get into the country, we may need some volunteers to help them with... Um, um, you know, just setting up and getting around, which is the kind of work that I did when I worked for Red Cross in 2017. Yeah. So uh, at the moment, people can get in touch with you. There's an email address, starfishcollectivealtaroa at gmail.com. Do you have any other online presence at the moment, Christine? Yes, um, yes we've got a website as well, um, which is the Starfish Collective. Um, yep, so you can contact us on the email that you've just mentioned. Um, and you can read more about us on our website. Wonderful stuff. What a, a, a lovely initiative. Uh, all the very best, Christine, with uh, the continued work of the Starfish Collected. Perhaps we'll, uh, we'll touch base a little bit further down the track and see how you're getting on with that mission. Thanks for taking some time to join us on the awesome morning show. Fantastic. Thanks for your interest. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.